It's time for the weekly sports dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. Yes, we are back for another randomly timed episode, but we do we do have an event to base this around. It's not random. It's not random. No, but there's a there's a reason why we're doing this one. Like that's true. It's related to time. Yes, you're actually it's not random. It is specific. The opposite of random. (laughs) It is our college football preview. And that voice you heard there is, of course, our college football expert. If for only re. If for only the reason that he was born in Texas, which would qualify him over most people, just inherently, once you're born in Texas, you have like high school and college analyst football qualifications. Oh. I was going to say most people in Texas don't have college. That's not a. <laughs> no, most people in Texas are very good at talking about the college sports team, <laughs> but could not get into the college that they're talking about, except for a uh, although is AM, what is is AM an academically difficult school to get into? Yeah, I mean they're just good at very they're good at farm things. Like they have, I believe, the number one vet school in the country. And you know, if you want to study animals or plants or engineering, they're a great place. Um those are all very things, vital not things. Not so much. What's that? Yeah. Liber- you don't go there for yeah, I said other things, not so much. Or no. Um, they're the things that, that the average person absolutely depends on in their life and never thinks about or gives any credit to. There you go. That's an, I'm, I, I don't think they deserve any credit. I won't give it to them. But that was, that was, a, that was a delightful endorsement. Uh, <laughs> better than anything they've come up with. Yes, um, I'm. I'm the first member of my family not to be an Aggie by the grace. Oh, of God, so. so you're you're intimately familiar with with the Aggie way. It's it's. I've I've spent a lot of time in College Station, and the one thing uh-huh. that I have never understood and will never understand is when a college football player comes out and says, you know, it's down to Texas or Texas A&M, because that is. And I'm not bashing either school. That is a, a decision you can make literally within five minutes of stepping on either campus as to whether I belong here or whether I belong there. Right. I've They're been to the, the I've been universe. to Austin and a little bit to the university there. And and yeah, it's a it's a nice campus there. It's, a, it's a, obviously a very nice school. Uh, but it's probably the difference between, you know, uh, more of a traditional big university uh and an and uh agricultural school yeah and and one where people will get aggressive with you if you don't say howdy that is not that is not a joke that is not an exaggeration i don't know if i do well there no you would not you would not do well and you would not be appreciated there (laughs) where where am i appreciated over well (laughs) Where, where am i appreciated exactly i'd like to find that place uh, I don't, but I don't I, think you would have come down to AM and SUNY Albany as your last two choices. No, no, probably not. Although state schools, oh, when I worked at Second City, I, before I was, you know, promoted onto a stage there, I, I used to ask the guy who owned the place, who's Canadian, if I could go up to Canada to their theater there. And he was like, they would hate you there. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I know, but 
they hate me here too. So <laughs> there's a lot of cities where, where I would be hated. Actually, Nebraska, though, though I cannot go on the chat board for Nebraska for rivals because there's always something that's like more, you know, there's just, there's just like, like QAnon conspiracies on that board. Well, and it's, I've, I've it's awful. You. Oh yeah, Texas is the same way to a, a large extent. I, mostly with people that didn't actually go to the school, but are fans. Sure. But I've told this to you before that Nebraska has they're the like they have the best in real life fans and the worst online fan. Like they, the, these people hide their their id and everything in real life, and then they go on the internet and they just let that us, is right for years. Bitches, and 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 I, and I think a lot of especially younger Husker fans don't buy this anymore. And the 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 best fans in the in the you know in the nation kind of thing always very good sportsmanship yeah. and everything. But you're right. Behind that is a deep seated resentment, and online has allowed that to come out because you're you're yeah. you're exactly right. I was. A, they had this reputation, which they themselves promote, you know, that, oh, yeah, we're always, you know, we applaud the other team and all that stuff like that. And and behind it all is this just virulent racism. And and there was something on there where, you know, I, I of course, can't keep from going on my father's account every once in a while. <laughs> and like most of his comments are like. Do you think we're going to get this guy from Louisiana? And then every once in a while, there's like this like liberal screed that comes across. It's like, you're a bunch of fascists <laughs> and Nazis. And so, and then this guy, the Bob father, he's a fame, you know, he's like super right wing poster there. He's calling me a communist. And I'm like, well, this is, this makes sense because if there's one group the Nazis hated, it was the communists. So I'm fine you know, being called that by you. <laughs> And then some, you know, there's then there's a movement of like, actually, the Nazis and the communists are basically the same thing. And it's like, yeah, look up World War Two. You <laughs> of God. Anyway. All right. That was our that was our college football tangential commentary on uh, well, you know, social commentary. I've always thought I've always thought that the best fans in the world thing was a very brilliant passive aggressive way to really rankle the other teams because it was awful like back when texas was good and you played nebraska and like vince young would beat him you'd go like yeah in your face he said and they'd be like oh he's amazing i think he's wonderful I, I, he's a great athlete and you'd just like shut up i just want to well now we I, know I, now I, now i can't be a jackass because you're being nice and i know what you're doing but i look like the asshole if i point it out it, so you I'm know what that, that mask is you're, slipping you're you're right and it's gone. And so maybe that's one thing to thank Trump for, actually, is allowing people to, to, to feel free to just actually be as ugly as they really are. And so yeah. that brought that facade down. You're right. Same thing with the, the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, where they, they, yes. they talk about how great they're, you know, the only thing that their fans are leaders in is swastika tattoos that are worn openly in the outfield uh, bleachers. Like That's playing the game the right way. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. The right way. The white way. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's why they backed out of the Juan Soto deal. They were like, ah, you know, we'll take, yeah. we'll take, you know, we'll take Albert back. But if you like, 
you know, we like the, the Ted Williams on the, the field, but we also kind of like the idea of taking shots at Ted Williams over Berlin. You know what I mean? That's so we don't know which one. <laughs> oh, that's a deep cut. Uh, Ted Williams, great pilot. I think he had some kills to his, uh, to his, yeah, I think he was like a legitimate badass. In the, yeah. Like an ace. Well, his eyesight, yeah. his eyesight is clearly top and I percent. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and confidence. I yeah, mean, he, it's no, it's no wonder he hit 400 when you realize he, he fought against Nazi war. Pilots. Yes. It's like, yeah, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the curve. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now to our preview and we'll go, I, you know, it's even hard to go conference by conference because the conferences don't matter anymore. Like, it's been it's been 15 years that the n- numbers in the conference names haven't matched up with the actual number, which is kind of a ridiculous yeah. thing when you think about that. We're just like like we're just calling something, you know, it's 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 uh, uh, 1984. We're just like, no, it's the Big Ten. Six plus yeah. six plus two equals ten. <laughs> Uh, but th- that's an old, an old bit, but it's just amazing. It's still happening. So you talk about a conference, every conference is going to be different in a year. So if you talk about USC, now we're talking about the big 10 zone. Yeah. I mean, they're big, not the big, big Rutgers rivals. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. Like you got to go to Piscataway. <laughs> just... Wait, I did not commit to go to Los Angeles so I could go to Piscataway, which is worse Piscataway or uh, where is Oregon state? Uh, I know this. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, There's a little flashback to, to our days on uh, Corvallis. That's right. Corvallis. Yeah, Corvallis. Uh, uh, to, uh, to fair game with Brock Everett, where you were the uh, researcher. <laughs> I was your researcher. <laughs> Exactly you what would ask is. questions like that, <laughs> so that and then you would just then, you would leave them in the air and then if nobody answered you you shrug your shoulders like i guess we weren't meant to know that no there's no way to access that information and then i'd have to sigh heavily and go on the internet and find the information for you <laughs> within within three seconds <laughs> like oh and you always looked at me like i was a wizard like oh my god you know what this guy knows it all listen i we didn't know this at the time actually it's amazing that I had this attitude right off the bat, but later on, I would end up acting in the show for free. So I guess these early prima donna days were, were building up, uh, you know, a war chest for what I would be doing later for free. All right. Well, go ahead. Back to college football. I think, I think USC is going to end up being the perfect foil for teams like Ohio state because when they're good enough to beat Ohio state, the fans are going to be insufferable. And when they're not, the fans just aren't going to give a shit. And the Ohio state fans aren't going to have anybody to like rub it into. They're just, you know, they're not going to get to celebrate when they win and they're going to get catch shit when they lose. It's a different version of the Nebraska best fans thing where they're just like, Oh yeah. Oh, did we play this week? I was, I was at the beach and uh yeah, they're the best fans and that they're only fans when they're the best yes so right right oh exactly because think about how popular they were in the reggie bush era Amazing. i was i was i was there 
like when Pete Carroll was first, like when I started, I went to uh, an Arizona game. Attendance was probably 10,000, 15,000. There was nobody in those bleachers. And within two years, when Pete Carroll turned it around, it was packed. Everyone was lifelong USC fans. and $75 to park uh, yeah. in the lot. Like that's yeah, what lot just parking was. Overnight. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Cra- and, then, and then back down. And now they'll probably come up again, actually, I think. But uh, – all these coaches who take these jobs like Sarkeesian taking the Texas job. And then it's like, Oh, I thought I was going to just be able to kind of dominate the big 12 here. I got to start yeah. the sec and, and, <laughs> and the big 10 is not the same kind of a challenge. I don't think for Lincoln Riley, but it certainly is like, what I got to, I got to play four games in Indiana, Nebraska, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Or Michigan every winter. Yeah. With my USC team. Uh, just got out of Oklahoma. And yes. Now I've got to go to all these places. Yes. That's why I left Oklahoma. <laughs> it's, and it's hard. It's hard to pick. Like, I was just looking through the teams. Almost half, almost 45% of quarterbacks starting this year are transfers. They're not all transfers just this year, but for this year, it's like 33% of all college football starters are transfers from another program. It's completely different. You can't tell what any program's going to do. Because they're just all, all new quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's segues into what I wanted to ask you about, which is how's, how's my boy Casey looking? He's starting. That's it. That's the big news. And that's how you know that our fan bases, Texas or Nebraska, which is the two teams we root for, obviously, like they put that shit in the feed on ESPN or wherever. I saw Casey Thompson named Nebraska starting quarterback. Like no sports fan other than a Nebraska fan, maybe the occasional Oklahoma or Kansas, uh, uh, Texas fan. But there are enough Nebraska fans who will see that Every Nebraska fan who sees that will click on it. Likewise, yeah. uh, the Quinn Ewers kid was named starter. That was on all the threads too. Well, that was that was a different thing because just last night, all of the Texas like the rival site, you know, the ten dollar a month site, they came out last night and said, "Hey, actually, Hudson Card is going to be named the starter." Um, so very that we got our sources. We go in. It's it's going to be Hudson Card. Just last night they said that, and they were saying we don't know if, you know, because it said the the mental game wasn't there for Quinn Ewers yet, but we don't know if that's the conspiracy theory was is he the better quarterback or are they just going to let him play the first game, get demolished by Alabama, so that oh. they don't have to subject Quinn Ewers to that, and then they can put him in. But then after that today today the school came out and said now Ewers is the the quarterback. So interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I like that conspiracy theory. The throw this guy to the wolves at Alabama. Yeah. And then yours can come in in a second half against their second stringers and maybe get a couple of touchdowns that will give some hope. Yeah. Oof, starting with Alabama. God almighty. Sometimes losing to Alabama can be bad. I mean, if you're Nebraska, you're probably going to lose to Northwestern. Uh, so you might as well schedule Alabama for the first game. 
Well, at least you don't have to lose to Northwestern in front of your hometown fans. You can do it someplace nice. Where, and I, we said this off air, but I'll just say, you can look it up in Deadspin, but I was on the Nebraska board. The, they're going to Ireland for the first game. Now they're playing Northwestern and Northwestern's coach is named Pat Fitzgerald. And I got to think that's what most people in Ireland are going to base their rooting interest on <laughs> in this game. Like Nebraska to them is, there's no, yeah, there is no connection. There's not a lot of Irish people. I think my mother, when we lived there, was the only Irish person in Nebraska. <laughs> They're mostly Scandinavian. Uh, but Nebraska fans will travel. But there was an article in, I guess, whatever, the Irish Times or whatever, their big paper, just ripped frost and listed and then and in looking at it it was like oh my god in just a short amount of time in this guy's awful 33 winning percentage tenure they've also had like the scandals that accompanied the teams he played on but at least they were winning national championships i say that with quotes like <laughs> you should not have that behavior but that always accompanies the team that wins the national championship when it accompanies a team that hasn't had a winning season in four years, that's a different story. And, and yeah. just reading that article all at once, it's like, oh, my God, how are the fans still fans? And this points to the fact that they're online. They're just so bitter and angry. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when you're having to justify that behavior so that you can enjoy your national championship, it, it builds those muscles up. And then when you're bad, you just, you're in the habit of like, Hey, yeah, but like this guy, you should see we the other guy. Years, if we, if we kick this guy off the team, I know he's bad, but you should with, see the guy behind him. With nice Mike Riley, where we had a minimum of those stories and it almost softened us up a little bit. And even Polini, he didn't have too much of the, the bad bit. Eh, I take that back. There was some, there was some, there was a guy who ran around campus with his pants off. Uh, <laughs> that was something that Mac Brown, he's from the Tom Osborne school. He, he was a genius at that of the bad stuff. He either kept hush hush. So nobody ever heard about it, or he would let it come up just so that would be the one guy that can be like, we're the no zero tolerance. Um, the third so, string safety has been kicked off the team. Yeah. And then the starting running back that. has been exonerated. The starting running back, we're going to let the case play out innocent until proven guilty. Uh, this is America. Yep. Um, no, but the starting running back, he had he had so much like mafia control over the, the city that you wouldn't hear about it if it was the starting running back. His people took care of it. And then it, and, and only, all only news stories got out with the ones he wanted. And I've heard that uh, in, in Penn State, I was listening to somebody talking about that, and they say that James Franklin, it's the same thing there. And how could you do that after the Paterno scan scandal where you turned over the school to the football coach and it, it had the worst consequences, not decent consequences winning wise. And I suppose that's your answer, but James Franklin's not winning at a Paterno level, but you know, the reports are that he's also running everything there at that school as well. Like they just, they just give into it. Well, yeah, and when you hire someone to replace, I know he wasn't the immediate replacement for Paterno, but close enough, uh, and you get a guy that at his previous school was known for contacting rape victims and trying to convince them not to testify, it's like, yeah, maybe not this guy. Yeah. You know, give it give it some, some more space to breathe before we go back to that. Yep, but no. 
All right. Now, you know, we may, you know, we'll just talk about a, a, a team at this point in each thing, but I want to br- bring up another just random story. Did you see the coldest Crawford uh, uh, air conditioning commercial? I did. I did. Um, he's, he's got a future in Hollywood. I mean, it, well, he hurt his knee too. So he's out for the foreseeable future, which will give him time to do more of these ads. I mean, ultimately, that's the best thing that could have happened for Nebraska, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was. The results on the field. So let's get like a, a, a kind of, you know, really local commercial to go viral. Yeah, I think that's that's the the hope for a lot of these people. That's all we're going to have are the cool NIL things. Um, and hope and, yeah. and honest to God, like if I hope they keep tying them to the names. Because when he was, I don't know if you remember, but Nebraska had a guy named DiCaprio Boodle. And uh, he's in the I'll NFL now, I believe. And so he was our favorite name when we were doing the podcast. We'd always pick out the best recruits' names. But the coldest Crawford. I mean, we knew there were air conditioning companies bidding for this guy as soon as he signed <laughs> his uh, letter of intent. Uh, all right. Unnecessary pause. We're going to pick one team in each, or maybe two. SEC, Alabama. Like now, they're now they're even getting the best transfers. So yeah. they'll get all the best recruits, and then the the three of the three best transfers each year in the portal. They'll get two of those guys. It's disgusting. Yeah, I, I mean, I know we're supposed to talk about teams, but to take a step back, this this sure. season this season is shaping up to be extremely interesting and fun and unpredictable at the bottom. And then yes. at the top, it's going to be chalk. It's like you, it's going to be Alabama and Ohio state, the national championship. I don't see maybe How many Georgia years in a like, row has Clemson, Ohio state and Alabama been. And then, you know, you can rotate oh, what Oklahoma, Notre Dame. I mean, but Alabama and Ohio State seem head and shoulders above everybody else. That's not even fun or interesting. But then below that, it's like, who knows? We will see, like you said, all these new quarterbacks that weren't good at their last school might be Joe Burrow, but we'll see. Exactly. And you have the two best conferences, which you uh, have Ohio State and Alabama in them. So beyond those two teams, which, as you said, are head and shoulders above everybody, then you have these two strong conferences where you're right. Below below that top team, it could finish in nearly any order, and it wouldn't be all that surprising. If Nebraska yeah. was number two, it would be pretty surprising. But <laughs> I mean, if Nebraska was number two, there would be a we could at least go back and point to a lot of signs, like the fact that they were analytically like yes position losses. But uh, well, yeah, they beat, I don't know. They beat, the second. Last year they beat. Northwestern by 47 points and they lost the rest of their big 10 games by a total of 47 points. So yeah. their plus minus was zero, but they only had one win. Yeah. Oh, that's just, <laughs> and another thing I saw, I saw that Scott Frost had said that, uh, and I like how we're talking about Nebraska for the Alabama preview. And we, but, uh, these, these other teams, you know, this, this is for our, our fan bases and we're getting general and using our teams as a, as a, uh, a benchmark. Well, he was talking about how his new O-line coach had the the O-lineman puking 15 to 20 times per practice. Yes. And it's like, that's one of those things where if you're 
winning, okay, you can say that, but when you're already on the hot seat, as soon as one of your players collapses from heat stroke or dies. They already had a guy get rabdo. A couple of years ago, they had a guy get rabdo, which is that which is what you get when you you push too hard. Yeah, and, and with linemen, it's like, dude, don't don't push 300 pounders to the especially if they've maybe had COVID and and you don't know what the <laughs> other like, you know circulatory issues they're going to come up with are i know i know to those on the rivals board covid is a is a fraud it's not real but uh but to if, some other if people they collapse it's from side effects from the vaccine probably yes yes that they didn't take but anyway like, yes i think alabama is going to be just do they, do they does somebody beat them that's all that's kind of always would, the question they're going to be in the final four will it be undefeated or with one loss i was just going to say i think this is going to be another vintage alabama team where they're going to be like a top 10 all-time team just dominant and where if it was anybody other than alabama we could really sit and appreciate how good they were at football but it's just going to be so boring that it'll be as no, good as that lsu burrow team but it won't get credit for being that good because they've had five other teams that good in the last 12 years. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody beats them except maybe Ohio state. And even then, I don't think, well, then think it comes Alabama. down to the quarterbacks and then the other team. All right. So Ohio state, you know, again, same thing. They got CJ. I've, I've heard, I've heard that Alabama's kickers are even good this year. So that's like the one little porthole on the dead. They sometimes they've, lose, they've plugged yes. it up. Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to go back to Nebraska, but they, 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 that's why they lost all those games. Like block punt for touch. Like every, every game had a special teams explosion disaster. So if you can just avoid that, you get four more wins now. All right. Yeah, you're right. Any other team? Like I actually am a little interested in LSU because this Brennan guy quit playing football. They're, they're one of the quarterbacks who was vying, he was going to transfer, he was in the portal, he decided to come back, and then for Chip Kelly, Mr. Big Recruiting Video Guy. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Brian and Kelly. That, yes. Who? Brian. Brian Kelly. Chip Kelly's still at UCLA. Yes, Brian Kelly, you know, both red-faced guys. Uh, and he just quit playing football. So I'm kind of interested in LSU because I can't think of a more ill-fitting cultural match than Brian Kelly and LSU. Brian Kelly is probably a great hire from a football standpoint, but I think he's in a bad situation to the point where he could get fired in his first year just by they're not that great and nobody likes him. And yep. LSU LSU is good at shooting themselves in the foot. Texas does all these big schools technically are like this. You need a, there's a certain culture, but I feel like USC is different in a way, but like Alabama, Texas, LSU. If you're a coach that doesn't fit the 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 profile that the <laughs> the boosters want, like personality wise, now if you yeah. win every game, that's fine. They'll overlook that. But the second you miss, if they don't like it, you're you're done. You know, and that's what makes somebody like uh, Mac Brown so, you know, why he succeeded so well. He won enough. But he won the, the boosters 100%. Yeah. And that's what let him, you know, suffer through any mediocrity to get to his national championships. Pac-10, USC, I think, is going to run away with it. 
uh, Utah is supposed to be like oh. a top five team. Right. Um, they're one of those teams. I they do this every. I think they'll dominate the league and then screw the pooch in the championship game or something like that. Is that An- just is that Anderson their coach? No, that's uh, um, Whittingham, Kyle Whittingham. Well, right, right. They're, they're, to, to me, they're, they're kind of like the Wisconsin of the Pac-10, where they're like, they're going to be good, they're going to win their division, and yeah, and then they're just going to get trounced in the uh, championship game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't – I they either win the Pac-12, but they, like, lose some horrible game the week Oregon before the State. championship game, so that – so that they don't make the playoff. Right. Or they're going to be clearly the best team and then lose the championship game to a USC or somebody like that. And, it's just their quarterback is so good. And, and, and so they've got him working with the oh, same man. coach. I would, I would hate to have let that guy get away. <laughs> Had a choice between him and Casey Thompson and chose Casey Thompson, the starting quarterback for Nebraska. Is that really what? Yes, that's right. Yeah, he started at Texas, and then he was behind. Wait, the USC quarterback was not USC. Utah, the Utah quarterback. Oh, I see. Oh, I was talking about USC's quarterback. I didn't oh. know that about Utah's quarterback. Utah's quarterback is really good. Yeah, USC's quarterback is. Uh, we'll Oklahoma. see. Uh, he, yeah, he he was he's one of those guys. He what I saw it was one of those where he always seems bumbling, but pulls it out of his ass at the last second. Right. And then he does have so Jordan was, Addison though, who's a great wide receiver. Yeah, he uh, Jordan <laughs> Addison might be the reason that Pickett got to go to the Heisman uh, ceremony and got to be a you know he he made Pickett some money. Yeah, and they took a couple of five stars from OU with them when they left. Yes, right, exactly. So that, I, I mean, and and you're right about Utah being strong usually, but no other team really. I guess Oregon they'll have some cool uniforms, and but their 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 coach left for Miami, and yeah. uh, so we'll see what that goes. Speaking of Miami, we'll just talk about them and Clemson. I hope Dabo falls on his face. I would love like a six and six season for them. It's unlikely. Yeah, but uh, he lost his defensive coordinator. He's yeah, he's one of those guys like he could end up with six national championships and I'll always consider him a mediocre stupid right. coach yes. just because his name is Dabo and he looks yep. and talks the way he does. And oh, yeah, I would love I would love for Venables to have been the secret ingredient there, but not good enough to be a head coach at Oklahoma. That's the best case scenario. For yes. Me. That is, that is, you're and right. Both teams collapse. That's that. Oh, uh, your words. <laughs> yeah, he's Les Miles. Uh, and whereas Les Miles would eat the grass, Dabo just has the name Dabo. That's the equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dabo is the name of a man who eats grass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and Miami, I mean, I kind of want them to be good just because college football is interesting when Miami's good. Yeah. Um, of the Florida schools, I definitely want them to be the one that's good. Uh, I think it's also good, like for the, going back to the message board reasons when Miami is good, 
they always have a very specific kind of team yep. that triggers the hell out of everybody else. And that's, that's always good. And their fans like USC get riled up and become super fans for that five year, you know, like my, they, they controlled the culture of Miami for a number of years there. The, those hurricanes teams when they were big under Jimmy Johnson and then continuing on. Uh, also, I just point out uh, Florida state, their big, transfer portal guy came from suny albany Ooh. my alma mater and so it finally paid off when they dropped all the arts programs to build a big sports facility and have a football team congratulations for- you've lost one of your players to florida state you've made the big time well people in texas are still pissed at uh randall hill for what he did in that uh i think it was the orange bowl when they they played Texas and they were like they were like three and four and they, they both teams had just missed the national championship contention yep. and it was supposed to be a big game and then Miami beat us like fifty six to three and Randall Hill had that TD where he just ran out of the stadium yes like yeah that's the sort of thing people are still pissed about that it's beautiful I love it that's what we need more of yes and yeah I don't like Miami but the world's better when Miami's good. I agree. There needs to be some more of these big programs and, and, and it'd be nice for there to be a seed change for it not to be Ohio state and Alabama, which are these kind of monoliths with no personality ultimately, you know, like, like again, those Miami teams, even the Notre Dame teams had at times, and it was mostly reflective of the Miami teams, their personality, just not being that, but yeah, I'm getting a little tired of this sameness. But when you have a Catholics versus convicts uh, promotion and you're you're happy, you're proud that you're on the Catholic side, that means you're doing it all wrong. Like that's I would be thrilled if we had a team running out called the convicts, you know, that's just Uh, look. Honestly, Catholics have done as much damage as convicts throughout history (laughs) as much. You're being very nice to the. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of the crossover. Yeah, there's crossover there, so you have to eliminate them because they're both. So then you just look at what's left, Uh, and so yeah, all the popes who didn't go to jail have probably you know they've caused a lot of damage. That's a that's another tangent though. So now let's go uh, let's go to our, our 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 home conferences. I'll do my Big Ten because again, Ohio State is going to be good, and then you probably figure like the 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 West is just. I would like Nebraska if I was a neutral, just because I think that would be interesting. Like Iowa and Wisconsin trading off that division is, and not that Nebraska is like so different, but I think they're a little bit different. If only because the fan base is so psychotic. All right. If Nebraska wins 10 games this season and Scott Frost gets a seven-year contract extension, do you think, all right, we're back, or is that just doomed the program? I was like, listening oh, we to have a, the, We have an outlier season, and now we're fucked. Uh, you know, the shutdown full cast, that's a pretty big call. Yeah. So I listened to their Big Ten preview, which was actually less Big Ten than ours. But they're talking <laughs> about Nebraska, and they made the, the difference between Nebraska fans and Wisconsin fans. They said, Wisconsin is Nebraska if they had normal fans who were rational human beings. Yeah. Which is true because and they made the point that if Wisconsin goes to the to the Rose Bowl, 
and wins the Big Ten, those fans are going to be satisfied for five years. Nebraska fans are going to say, we're ready for the next step. We're back, baby. Now we're next step playoffs. And again, they know they know more about college football than I. And they seem to dismiss that notion that a Nebraska team in this era could become what those Nebraska teams were before. Now, NIL is the one like shot in the dark for them because of the psychoticness of Nebraska fans. Well, Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska could have four straight 10 win seasons and Scott Frost could be on the hot seat in year five. Yeah. That's the kind of psychotic. Right. Because, right. Because if they do those four years, the expectations will be so huge. That's what did Pelini in other other than also being a a kind of sociopath. Uh, So, yeah. And, and all the other teams like PJ Fleck, I'd like to see him flame out. There's a lot of coaches. Now, now Frost, I'm sure everybody but Nebraska fans wants to see flame out. Harbaugh, you want to see that guy fail. P.J. Fleck, I want to see that guy fail. Is there a likable Big Ten coach? Mel Tucker? I guess Mel Tucker, yeah, that's who I thought of first. I don't Uh, know the Indiana coach. Paul Chris. I don't have an opinion on Purdue's Purdue's coach. Right. Like the uh, best they can do is anonymity. Yeah, even Rutgers coach, uh, what's his face? You know, that's Shiano. Is he back Shia, there? Uh, yeah, yeah. They've got maybe the the most asshole coaches, which is and, impressive. And, and, and that's without Pelini. That's getting rid of yeah. Pelini. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the worst. At least the the SEC has Lane Kiffin for a little bit of and Mike right. Leach and, for a little bit of flavor. And the SEC also, to me, is a little more transparent, even though they're not completely. But it's like the, yeah. the Big Ten hides under the academic umbrella and all that shit. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So now your temporary Big 12. Well, the the thing that about the Big 12 that gets me, like every season I start thinking, you know, there's a scenario where Texas could make a playoff run. Like not that they're playoff good, but the Big 12 is so bad that, you know, it. We could run the table on these guys. It could be like um, one of those Iowa seasons where they're number two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like Baylor was the best team last year, but all the analytics say they're going to take a big step back. They basically got really lucky. Um, Oklahoma could be bad. They lost their entire, oh, literally their entire I hope team. So. Uh, TCU has a new coach. Texas Tech has a new coach. I don't know. Yeah. It might be Oklahoma State or bust this year. Oklahoma um, State and Oklahoma State took the top uh, quarterback out of Nebraska. Uh, uh, so that, that's going to be for years. That's going to be a point of contention as the guy who. Well, here's why. Because the guy who Mark Whipple, their offensive coordinator, took is an African-American quarterback from Boston who's six one. Oh, so instead of taking the six four kid from Nebraska. He took this. Now, I'll say this. If you're an African-American quarterback in Boston, you're one of the toughest people. <laughs> you're, you're ready for Nebraska. Yes. Yes. You're right. Yes. Because you've got, the, know, I, you've got the Ivy League racists out there in Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, can, they can dress it up a little better. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think talking about coaches – I think the Kansas schools have the coaches that like 
I was, those are the guys that I wanted for Texas. The guys that are, that have won at every level. Um, you as want Bill Snyder? The pan. Shit, Bill Snyder, what he did the first go around, but they've got Chris Kleiman who won like 15 uh, D2 national championships. Uh, and yes. Kansas has Lance Leipold who won everywhere he went, but because they're old, nobody wanted to give them a chance. Oh. Um, so you think those guys might be surprising? Kansas State would be my dark horse pick to win the Big 12. Ooh, um, I like this. I have my all-sports fantasy draft in a little bit. Uh, so I like that. That uh, any, any other tips uh, out there for teams to, teams to over overproduce? Uh, people are high on Texas Tech's new coach. I don't think they have a lot of talent, but that right. never stopped Texas Tech before. True. Um, are they still running Texas? Stay away no, from Texas. They're trying to no. go. Well, they they could be four and eight. They could be ten and two. Well, and they're going to lose their first game. No, they're going to win. They're going they they play UL Monroe first, and then oh. they're going to lose. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. If they lose their first game, then it's a very different season already. Oh God. Um, yeah. So let's just say. Uh, so, do you think it's going to be Alabama, Ohio State? Oh, we didn't talk about Notre Dame, who will soon be in the Big Ten if they're smart. Notre Dame, uh, I like their coach. I think everything I've seen, he seems like a cool guy, and I don't like that. Um, that's not what I want. Well, it's um, one of those things yeah. where Notre Dame is one of those places we talk about with culture and yeah. boosters and Catholics <laughs> and, and what damage have they done. He seems fun and somebody players would like to play for. And that's not Notre Dame football. No, that's um, the thing that could be, if he loses two games in the first eight games this year, he's on the hot seat. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be my, my playoff prediction would be Ohio state, Alabama, probably Georgia. And then I think they just give Alabama a bye. I think that's probably the way to go. <laughs> Only three teams? Just three Yeah, I don't in. think – and I think that's a stretch. I don't know that there are three good teams this year. I, um, I think – I think USC – I like – those three teams make all the sense in the world. And and I just – I don't want to put Clemson in there. But I think USC could be that fourth team. Uh, it's like a last ditch. Like, they're like, all right, we'll give the Pac-10 something well, here. This is a Lincoln Riley wet dream team in that, you know, he's an offensive coordinator guy. He just came in and said, I'm going to use all my scholarships on offense and we're going to outscore everybody. So if they do that, I'm, I'm, there's only one or two teams in the Pac-12 that can stop them. Yep. Um, but they're not going to, if they make the playoffs, it's going to be real ugly. Because they'll be up against a um, real defense. Alabama. Yeah. Uh, and they can't win. They can't win against Alabama 48 to 35. No, that won't no. happen. So we'll see. Huh? I don't know who the other team could be. Utah, Clemson. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, somebody different would be nice. And God knows for like, I'm not even going to. Let's guess on the Bednarik Award. All right. <laughs> our Bednarik our watch list. Uh, yeah, there's 85 names. We'll, we'll whittle it down. We'll do that later on. Uh, this has been <laughs> this has been as uh, more analysis than I expected, and there was barely any. Yeah, uh, and none but, of it was good. Well, I don't know, but I think I think I think we got into some of the topics again. 
uh, the shutdown full cast. That seems to be a very popular podcast that I listen to every now and again, and they don't seem to make any sense either. So if you like this, go <laughs> listen to theirs. They're, they're actually, I'm going to plug them. They're four of the smartest college football minds. Like whenever they talk about college football, they always seem to be right. And so they never talk about, they're, they're so over it. They don't. It's true. They and and, and they anymore. do have, they do have a historical uh, knowledge. That's incredible and everything. No, they are. They, and, and they have, they are also really tied in with the fan bases. Like they know, yeah. they know these cultures of these schools. So yes, this yeah. one episode is probably blowing your mind in its college football analysis but we don't do it like this every week. So we can yeah. we can share with them. Well, thank you for sharing with me, Quincy. Thank you for having me. And if you haven't yet, Quincy, and all you listeners, listen to my other podcast, Second Citizens. Dave Thomas from SCTV, that's up there. Go listen to that one. That's actually good, irrelevant of me being involved because I barely talk. Big, big Wisconsin fan. Dave Thomas? I don't know that for a fact. I'm guessing. Uh, if I if he had to be a fan of a team, I'm guessing. I asked him actually, not a sports fan at all. And he told me, amongst other gems in the episode. He so he's a Northwestern fan. No, no. He became funny because he went to a jock school, but wasn't a jock. And so his only yeah. option was to be funny. So there you go. That's a teaser. All right, folks. Later.